welcome to the sixth. Yes, I actually know which episode we're on this time because I bothered to check episode of Ava and Lilith, The Monsters of Men. I am your host, DC25. My preferred pronouns are she and her. And with me today, I have a very lovely guest who I'm going to let introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Short Person, but you can also call me Bailey. I'm fine with that as well. Um, my pronouns are she and her as well, and I am so excited to talk about Evangelion. Woo! So, the theme that we have for today's episode is conspiracies, because that, for some reason, won, like, by a landslide when I threw out the poll. It, it's incredible. It, it was like oh, a little bit for politics, oh, a little bit for the other thing. Conspiracies was like almost completely full. Yeah, I, w- I voted for conspiracies when I saw your poll. I won't lie. <laughs> but we're here. We are going to talk about a bunch of different conspiracies. And we kind of decided to do an amalgamation of both. We're going to do conspiracies that have to do with the show itself and the characters. And we're also going to touch about around uh, conspiracies like surrounding the show because this show has never had trouble in production or anything right Mm. (laughs) so we're both using uh, a little list compiled by ava geeks where it has like a neat little numbered list and everything of 42 different types of like the magic number Oh, God. <laughs> like 40, 42 different types of theories, analyses, and stuff. But before we get to that, uh, Bailey, I'm going to ask you the question I ask every single host who comes here. Just mm-hmm. give me a little bit of a rundown on, like, what's your history with Ava? Because, for example, uh, I've said this before many times, my history with Ava is fairly recent. Mm-hmm. I watched it for the first time at the beginning of the year before quarantine started. I watched it. Oh my it in, God, really? Yes, I watched it in February. Oh, and congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched it in February. Uh, I actually put off, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this, I actually put off watching end of Ava for a while because uh-huh. I heard it was depressing and I was like I kind of like how the series ends I uh-huh. I think I'm gonna keep it and then I kept hearing about the movie and I was like shit I have to see the movie now but I decided to watch the movie when quarantine started oh shit that actually isn't really good timing <laughs> so that was an experience uh-huh. and again like my favorite characters are like I love the adult trio the adult trios are the the three of them are my favorite, plus mm-hmm. Asuka. Asuka is my all-time favorite. Though. She is my queen. <laughs> I love her so much. But yeah, no, uh, I can't believe you've watched End of Ava, the Star Court. I know. I, oh, I know. goodness. I wouldn't believe it either if I hadn't experienced it. I'm going to tell you that much. <laughs> so what uh, is your experience with this franchise? Oh, my goodness. So... Um, I got into anime at a very young age. Like, I grew up watching, um, like, Dragon Ball Z on uh, Adult Swim and, like, G Gundam, Sailor Moon, Card Capture Sakura. Every 90s kid got that 90s anime. The classics. And, and, um, 
you know, I just got really into it, especially when I hit uh, early middle school, and that's when I started discovering what manga was, and like, oh my god, I can read the comics and watch them, this and that, and uh, that's when, like, they kind of got started being posted on YouTube back in the day when YouTube wasn't strict, Mm -hmm. uh, and when AMVs were just a plentiful, so it actually started out with two significant things that got me into AVA. I saw a AMV of um that was all about Asuka it was Ramstein's Angel which is a band I was really and still am obsessed with and I was just like who the heck is this redheaded girl she's so cool looking because it just showed like little screens or not screens but clips throughout the series of just episodes with like her in it and um, I'm probably like um not even probably a year later, I went to my Scholastic Book Fair, oh and God. they had a couple of mangas, and they had and the spinoff manga that I actually recommend of Ava uh, called Angelic Days, and it had Asuka on the cover, and I was like, I've seen her, I know her, and I bought it, and I was reading this, like, happy-go-lucky side story, and then I found the, main, the, 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 the canon story, and holy shit. Um, <laughs> that must first- have been... I don't um, know how you are with cussing, by the way. Um, no, I, it's I, fine. You could, could, I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah. I do not recommend watching Evangelion when you're like 12 years old, especially when you find like the end of Evangelion on YouTube because it, it, it has so many powerful themes that I was not able to understand as a child and made me so uncomfortable, like seeing like giant naked ray and just seeing her fall apart it's just like oh god uh, but, but i ended up always liking it i always thought it was just so fascinating didn't understand what the heck was going on but i thought it was really cool and then i ended up uh reading the entire manga um and re-watching the series in like 2015 2016 and then caught up with the rebuilds and rewatched the netflix um dub to see if how it stood mm-hmm. and yeah that's that was the start of my obsession and now uh, um hi uh, this is evangelion anonymous my name is bailey and oh. i am obsessed hi bailey <laughs> <laughs> like you know you mentioned angelic days and i had to look it up because I, I hadn't heard about it before uh because i do know that a lot of like side stories exist and a lot of oh, spin-off God, novels there's so many uh but I've, I've only heard of the really bad ones Mm-hmm. So the fact that I haven't heard about this one, it, it must have some merit to it. The art style is very cute. It's it's pretty cute. It, it Very, very cute. It shows, like, a little bit of, like, the Ava battles, but it's definitely, like, that's more put on the side. Like, it shows, like, yeah, there's some kind of threat, but we're going to focus more on, like, the relationship because it, it's high school. Yeah, we're gonna, yeah, that makes sense. For, who cares about the end of the world? I need to know, like, who I'm gonna be dating, or, like, it, it, it's, like, the, a ship fic, really, but it, it was just cute, and I, I still would recommend it as an Ava side story. I might check it out just because, like, that art captivated me, because it, it is very, it is, you can definitely tell who the characters are, like, it's very, uh-huh. they're very distinct, but their eyes are bigger. Yes, yes, it's it it feels like fluffier. Very, very uh, sho- shoujo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I cannot even imagine watching this show at twelve. Like I, I teach twelve-year-old kids. <laughs> I cannot imagine any of them watching this. It, Oof! It was a trip. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Uh, real quick side note before we actually start. Uh, 
when I finished watching Ava and it completely consumed my life, I like changed my my laptop background to like an Asuka background and all that jazz. And uh, one of my students from uh, sixth grade would, like was looking over my shoulder, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh, teacher, is that Asuka?" And I'm like, "How do you know that?" I right, it's like, and like you're too pure for this. You're too you're too young. How do you know that? Oh, my brother watches it. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to buy it for now. (laughs) Right. It's like, I got my eye on you. (laughs) I mean, the the kid is, the kid is very sweet. He's, he's very nerdy kid. So it wouldn't surprise me if he like did watch it, but you know, whatever. (laughs) So conspiracies, there was so much to tackle. There's a lot of conspiracies that I personally think are very, um, stupid <laughs> oh my god i i have a good like what makes me roll my eyes especially like watching it so young and even when the series was pretty young like i think the it was right when the rebuilds were getting started mm-hmm. and i remember some conspiracies because of course like after i watched the end of ava i was like what the heck just happened i googled, oh, yeah. I tried to google for answers and i got so many like what people were claiming to actually be what would happen like what does the last ending scene mean this that and the other and now like reflecting back it's just like jesus christ why were people like really thinking this was true there there's a lot of conspiracies that i'm like oh you really thought you were doing something huh Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I honestly think, and this is just my own personal opinion, but the worst conspiracy theory has to be, it, it's a tie. It's either Asuka is pregnant, which, ugh, no. Right. <laughs> or the weirder one that I had recently discovered, which is uh, the Asuka at the end of Ava is a conglomeration between yes. <laughs> the three of them, between Asuka, Ray, and Misato. And I'm like, how, how did your pea brains yeah, yeah, like, decide this? I don't understand. <laughs> that was one of my, like, when I, when I read that when I was younger, I was just like, I mean, okay, I get it. Kind of because of like, okay, Ray's injuries reflecting the first episode, but like also these re- these injuries reflect the uh, a freaking like slaughter that happened. Uh-huh. In and like watching this on YouTube with very shitty quality, it definitely like her eye color looked off. And it's just like people like, well, her eye color is kind of this, like, like Masato and Ray's was like together. So like, that's not Asuka. That's all three of them. And it's like, what? Y'all are reaching. <laughs> With that one, I, I really do think they just wanted to put all their waifus into one. Oh my god, to, to make the ultimate waifu. Uh, yeah, yeah. I hate it. <laughs> okay, so where should we even start with this conglomeration of a mess? Because there is so much to go on. Uh, oh my gosh. Let's start, let's start with one of the most popular ones. Let's start yeah, with... Yeah, I think um, popularity is a good idea. Yeah, I, I think... Uh, I think the most infamous one has to be, you know, Anno made End of Ava to fuck with the fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I can see. I can see why people think it might be true. Yeah. Because End of Ava is such a different tone to mm-hmm. episodes 25 and 26. Yeah. It's very intense. And it's, uh, like, it's a lot of, like, 
terrifying things like uh how how do you want to address like spoilers or just just like if you haven't oh, no. watched it, why are you I, even listening to this podcast exactly no we are okay. we are a spoiler full zone yeah when seeing like oscar essentially get slaughtered by the um mass um reproduction <laughs> units like that like that shook me as a, yeah. as a, again, I watch this young, and even now when I watch it, it breaks my heart because I have such, like, an intense, like, love for this character and respect mm-hmm. for this character, and I, I, so I can get, like, the backlash, like, people put so many things together from someone in the film because, like, you see clips of um, letters that were sent to the studio. Oh, yeah. And a lot the of people graffiti were like, on, on yeah, people were like, oh, those letters, those are the death threats. But people have actually been able to translate them and show, like, these are actually so many letters talking, telling Anno how much, like, the original ending did so much for them. Mm-hmm. And the guy in the movie theater that looks like he's, like, flipping off the camera, but he's just doing, like, I mean, he has a middle finger out, yeah, but he's yeah. just doing kind of pose. Like, it's not a Western symbol of, like, fuck you. <laughs> the guy and with he the rape plushie like Anno, too like depending how long ago you saw it before it got nice and crisp on the internet mm-hmm. and like it, it does it kind of like to me at least looks a, a like Anno around that age where it looks like it's like yeah screw you guys mm-hmm. i get it. yeah like i this is one of those theories that a lot of people has have taken more as a fact Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I do definitely see why. The film starts with Shinji masturbating to completion on Asuka's comatose body. And that yeah. is a very harsh way to start a film. Exactly. There's so much, like, uncomfortable scenes that happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think it's just one person starts, you know, a rumor. And then if it has, like, if anything feels like it's connecting and making sense, a lot of people will go for it, like, for it, like, oh, this is, like, down the mill, but it's probably true, like, Ano is just pissed off at his fan base, and then Ava was just a big F you, when I'm almost certain that there's actually, like, production scenes that were, like, t- that they were mapped out while the anime was about to end, like, yeah. they had something planned, it's just it- he wanted to go a more happier ending, which I don't blame him. Yeah, and, and I, I am to understand that there were, like, budget cuts and stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, production got in the way as well. Yeah. So when when they have the opportunity to make a film, Anno just went balls to the wall. Just, <laughs> I can just imagine him in the studio, like, and we need this, and we need that, and this time, and th- the colors, and then it's just going to be distorted, and, and someone, like, and just a bunch of interns, like, trying to catch up to him. And there's going to be so much blood. So much blood. <laughs> Oh my god, and so many strangely placed vaginas. I will never explain them, ever. You know, the the vagina hands, I still, I kind of look at that, I'm like, that's so interesting. Like, I get representation, but it's just like, what 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 mindset you gotta be like, we're gonna put vagina on giant Ray's hands, yes. I... And on uh, her forehead. I don't know, if you want to read symbolism into it, you could just be like, you know... Like, okay, this is where my, my art history bachelor's degree comes in. Like, a vagina is a symbol of birth. Ray mm-hmm. is kind of giving birth to a new world, yada, yada, yada. Exactly. I, I honestly do think it's just because it looks edgy <laughs> on the production it's, team's part. And, and, like, we know, and that's completely reasonable to think because, again, we were talking about um, earlier about the um, Christianity or Christian oh, yeah. symbols. Yeah. 
that everyone's like, oh yeah, this number means uh, this passage in the Bible when Anno literally just uses Christian and Catholic imagery for the lols. <laughs> like, and if we could go into that just a little bit more, I don't want to yeah, just sure. like accidentally sidetrack, 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 just hot potato. Um, and this this goes like like I was telling you, um, I recently got my boyfriend to watch all of the original Evangelion and the end of Ava because he knows that's a very important anime in my life. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, so like, there's all these Christian symbols and they're not supposed to be serious. They're just supposed to because they look cool. It's like, that's what the, like, that's what people say. And like, for a while, you know, I, I got that. But so I bought on eBay, I had a bidding war too, with <laughs> some like, old Evangelion OSTs, original soundtracks, Whoa. and when you open them up and they have the little pamphlet that tells you like the tracks or lyrics, mm. when you open it, the back of the pamphlet actually has like some verses from Genesis, like from the Bible, and I'm like, okay, I see how this fits, but at the same time, it's just like, why is, why is this here if like, I don't know how, you know, down the line it gets between official merchandise of, like, if Anno's reviewing and this and that, but someone decided to keep running with it. Someone I'm knew about people obsessing over the Christian imagery, and they were like, we need to feed them more. I guess more. so. It was very interesting, because, like, you know, I see, I see both sides in that theory about, like, oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, he was just doing it for funsy, or there's actual good symbolism here between, like, Christianity and, um, Judaism. I, I say this as someone who is uh, not particularly fond of any religion specifically. Like, I don't Same. practice any. Uh, I do think there is, like, religious imagery is interesting. And of course, that is just my, again, my bachelor's degree talking because I did study art history. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, I had to take art history as a requirement for my uh, graphic design degree. And honestly, like, I do not care for any religion, but I love looking at old like Christian artwork because it's just so fascinating how they depict everything. It's the drama. <laughs> yes, I love those freaking biblically accurate angels. Like, ooh, yeah, those are so fascinating. Uh, continue though. No, I was just gonna go. Like, I'm just looking around the the list here because these are these are theories. Th these two theories that we kind of mentioned right now that are pretty well known. They're pretty popular. A lot of people accept them as fact which is understandable considering. Uh, and then we have the really wacky theories. Mm -hmm. uh, anyone who has ever typed like Evangelion essay on YouTube, I think all of us have either seen the thumbnail or have uh, watched the video of like, oh, Shinji and Asuka had sex in episode 15. Oh, I, I, I do love that theory to be honest. <laughs> I, okay, I think it's I, cool. I find it very interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if I subscribe to it because there's a lot going on. Oh yeah, but I do find it interesting from a from a character level aspect because, like, yes, we we all understand that these pilots are children. Mm -hmm. Teenagers be horny. Exactly, and like, and there's long, already tension between and, them. And as long as they explore that with other people their same age, do whatever. Mm -hmm. As long as it doesn't cross the boundary, you know? Oh, yeah. But I feel like that's one of those other theories that is, if not fairly popular, people know them. Yes, yeah. 
And I know that that one support, like, is like to go hand in hand with the Asuka is pregnant theory, but. Oh, it does it shit. Oh, but I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate the Asuka is pregnant theory, theory so, so, so much. But yeah, like, I never honestly put those two together. Like, I just think, like, oh, you know, like, the scene that we're seeing is because it, this could happen because of between these episodes. Like, I find that always fascinating whenever they're piecing together, um, like, screens and stills and, like, mm-hmm. you know, the yellow shirt, yeah. the, this, that, and the other. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, if that's a thing, like, that's a cool theory. I don't take it as canon, but that's a cool theory. Uh, yeah, it's something to just, like – Huh, that, that's a cool little nugget of information to think about. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> uh, we have, what else do we have? What else do we have? Going uh, back to the Oscars pregnant, because this is, Go ahead. It, it goes right, so my most hated theory is the uh, Shinji and Asuka being the Adam and Eve. Like, all of world, the world is... Go. So the theory that I hate the most that apparently relates to Asuka is pregnant. I never put the two together, actually. But uh, Asuka and Shinji being the Adam and Eve of, at the end of Evangelion, that was, like, the most biggest and, like, almost confirmed, not confirmed, but, like, pe- fan-confirmed theory uh, of what the end of Evangelion meant. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me roll my eyes because literally at the end, like, both Rei and Yui tell Shinji that humanity will come back. People will come back once they, like, find their form in their hearts. Yes. Yes. So it's, I... it's like when people believe that, it's like you're literally ignoring the, 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 the translations. You're literally ignoring the show. The thesis statement is right there. Exactly. And it's just like, uh, it's just, it's almost cringy to me. It's just like, because it goes back to like Christian symbology. And it's like, oh, yes, they're Adam and Eve. Mm, It's like, they are, they are 14. They do not need to repopulate the world. I don't think they they shouldn't. And I don't think they can if they even tried, honestly. Mm. Because, ooh, that, mm, those mental health issues are just going to be a kicking. Oh, yeah. If you have the giant decapitated head of one of your former colleagues just staring at you killing you know (laughs) is that thing gonna act you know going back to that i always wondered what will happen to the the giant naked ray head is it just gonna rot is it gonna get nasty is it gonna disappear this is when like you kind of i kind of like that little bit of the manga ending because at least then it does show humanity is back and it shows, like, the ruins of the reproduction models. But I don't have to think about, like, is there a giant rotting head in the sea that no one's going to understand? You know, uh, the, like, whatever happens after End of Ava is one of those things that I really haven't sat down to think about because uh, I haven't read the manga. So I don't, I don't have the full context. I only know some things about the manga, for example. Mm-hmm. But, um... I guess it would be more narratively satisfying to see that, you know, humanity comes back a little by little. Yeah. Because just the idea of Asuka and Shinji in the wasteland, and it it is their sole responsibility to quote-unquote repopulate the earth, just, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth, you know? Exactly. It, it, It absolutely does for me as well. Like, ugh. Especially because during the instrumentality scene, 
um, when we're having the conglomeration of everyone's thoughts and feelings and all of these feelings, man, it does strike me how in this conglomeration, the voices who seem to be from Ray and Misato are like, oh, if it's, everything's too easy, you can just give up. You can just give up and lie down and accept instrumentality. And Asuka's voice is the one who rejects it. It's like, no, I don't want to be stuck here, much less I want to be stuck here with you. Exactly. So to just have her be the one wake up with him at the beach, it's a little heartbreaking, honestly. Yeah, it, it's a little heartbreaking, and at the same time, it, like, it makes sense because, like, she's such a, like, a determined and hard, like, headed character. Like, it makes sense that she would be the first one, because she's the one who would be able to put her form back as well, because even though, like, she struggles, just like Shinji does, it's not, I guess, I don't want to say, she, like, she wishes to disappear like Shinji did in that I, case. I, I think Asuka's case is one of those things where uh, she involuntarily went into instrumentality because, you know, Shinji was the catalyst for it. Mm-hmm. But she's the first one to fight her way out of it. Exactly. Yes. Because Shinji was just like, nah, this, this isn't what, it, what I thought it was. Bye. And yeah. She pieces <laughs> the fuck out. But, but Asuka, like, fights her way out of it. Even if we don't have the proper concrete evidence to back that up. The fact that she wakes up and she is, like, exhausted already. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she wakes up with all her bandages, which I always had assumed were the consequence of her getting, you know, killed by the mass production Avas. Oh, definitely. Because they it shows, like, her eye just bleeding. And, like, uh-huh. they slice her, that same arm that she reached out to. So her, her bandages matches up with her, her fight wounds, like, to a T. Yep. Yeah, so I don't know, man. It's just I, I, I am not a fan of the Adam in Eve theory either. Also, because it just makes everything like westernized again. Yes, yes. Like, do we definitely. Don't to, we don't. I know the show. The show is called Neon Genesis Evangelion. I, I understand that, but you know those words just also sound kind of cool together. So yeah, exactly. It's I, Christianity in Japan is a small percent anyway. I believe. Mm-hmm. I, I am almost certain you're right, but I'm not going to say it 100% because I oh, yeah. don't have that fact right now on, on me. So what else in this batshit crazy list do you want to tackle? I Okay. I personally believe with my whole heart that it does not matter who killed Kaji. You mm-hmm. heard it here, folks. <laughs> Because, okay, the thing, I think the reason people are kind of gung-ho on finding out who killed Kaji is because, like, A, he dies off screen, which is not the usual in the show. Mm-hmm. And B, Kaji, honestly, Kaji dies be- as a consequence to his own actions. Yeah, and he... He knew what he was getting into. Not to say he deserved exactly. to be shot at all, but like no. he understood the risks that he was taking. Uh, I, I am, I am a Kaji stan, so mm-hmm. believe me when I say this. He, he had this coming. Not that I believe he deserved to be shot, but come on, when you are a triple agent, yeah, someone's shit. gonna shoot you. <laughs> yeah, so the, whew, it's not gonna end well. I feel like if you're a triple yeah. agent, and. 
I recently, like, I never thought about this at all. It never bothered me that we never saw who shot Kaji. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, we never even see him get shot. It's just, like, a poof off yeah. the screen. I recently saw some Twitter posts about how it could have been. It's like, oh, it's Masato. And it's like, that, that literally makes the, the voicemail make no sense, first off. Yeah. And two, like, Masato is a main character. Kaji is a is a supporting character, so I can definitely understand why they wouldn't put a lot of focus on his death. Plus, his character is part of Masato's, mm-hmm. so they're more focused on how this is impacting her versus, you know, Kaji. It, it, it just, like, to me, honestly, it just doesn't make sense for Masato to be it. First of all, because... I know Misato at one point had her gun pointed at Kaji's bag, but I don't think she ever had the actual intention of shooting him. Yeah, I don't think she it's like a little. It's like a little it. kinky thing they have going on, <laughs> where they kind of just like play, like do a little gun play here and there. Because, <laughs> because the like when people say, oh, it was Misato who shot him, if that were the case, that completely takes away the emotional impact of her hearing the voice, man, the mm-hmm. voicemail. Because, oh, you could just, it, like, I can just imagine someone be like, oh, but you can see that as an administration of her guilt because blah, 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 blah. No, she loved him. Like, it is that, it is that simple. She, she was in love with him and he was mm-hmm. in love with her. But, you know, there are bigger things happening in the world. There's an apocalypse on the horizon. Angels are attacking. Government mm-hmm. organizations are being shady. Shit needs to be done. So I understand why this show did not end their story in a light, positive manner. But to mm-hmm. say that Misato killed Kaji, like, to me, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous because Misato suffers. Misato, the way she breaks down in that episode, I think is the first and only time we ever see her break down in that manner. Yeah, and like the only like really hard cry, like, she's mm-hmm. had other than like her begging for Shinji to come back exactly it's oh my god I I love that scene because it's so intense and I especially I don't um remember what, how the Netflix stuff did I I skimmed the Netflix stuff I was just seeing what the, the voices are going to sound like but with the original like how like impactful the words are like mm-hmm. these like maybe next time if I get to see you again uh, I'll, maybe I can tell you the words I meant to say like 10 years ago, like, oh my fucking God, my heart. Ooh, yes. I uh, love how they handled that scene. The voice mm-hmm. actors did such a killer job. I, I'm going to tell you this. I saw, I saw both the English dub and the Japanese dub. Like I, the first time I saw it, I saw it in English. Second time mm-hmm. watching it, I saw it in Japanese. Uh, I think I'm in the minority when I say a lot of the voice cast in the Netflix dub is really good. Like I genuinely yeah. like all of the voices. Uh, I understand that what people don't like is that they change a couple of things and wording wise, but at least that part, like I'll tell you the things I wasn't able to 10 years ago, that stayed the same. Yeah. Because even the people who dubbed it were like, oh, this is, this is important. We need to, we need to keep this. Yeah. And I, I don't hate the Netflix dub. Um, I think, I agree. I think they did a really good job. I feel like uh, the voice actors for Masato and Asuka are really trying to sound like the OG cast, in my opinion. I still think their voices match the characters. Honestly, the biggest thing that, like, threw me 
like into like ew Netflix stuff mm-hmm. was that they changed uh, the lines for Shinji in the last episode. So the way Evangelion is important to me, like when Shinji comes to terms about like, I hate myself, but maybe I could learn to love myself. My mm-hmm. life is worth living. That is so emotionally impactful for me and just so close to my heart that the fact that they didn't, they had it worded, it, it just, it was not as impactful in the Netflix version. So that's why I, I am salty with it. But the actual oh. voice acting is really good. I just wish they could have kept, honestly, the original script. But what you gonna do? You know, uh, now that you say that, uh, it, it's interesting to me that you said that because when I first watched Ava, um, to me it was impactful, The like what they said, because in the Netflix dub, I think the line that breaks... Uh, instrumentality in episodes 25 and 26 is uh, the line is it's okay for me to be here yes yes and like that is good that's that's still good but since I are I, I have two comparisons yeah for Which me is more than just, fair the the original it just felt um just a more like punch it, it's just a, a lot more emotional for me and that's just also going with my own personal history but like I the Netflix stuff did a good job too with that I just like if you in my opinion if you read both scripts I like the originals because it feels more intense in my opinion no like, and you they did a good job right. you're, you're right I, I think that was just my reaction to it because it was the first time I was watching it exactly the first so, time you watch something you're always gonna have like a special connection experience. to it mm-hmm, exactly I'm happy uh, that's on Netflix for everyone to view. As soon as I heard that, I was like, yes, share my babies. (laughs) Um, I was going to go, actually, I was going to go back a little bit to the voicemail because that's actually another theory that we can jump into. The fact that everyone assumes that Kaji was going to propose is very weird to me. Yeah, there is a theory that what he was going to say that he couldn't say 10 years ago, what's like I've read somewhere on the internet, on the wide, wide internet, that oh he was gonna ask her to marry him, and I'm like no, I don't Mm-mm. think so. I think he was just gonna say I love you. That's how I interpret that as well. It never thought like they don't look like the settling down type with that uh-huh. kind of stuff, and like oh they like maybe looked at it briefly when like they had like a uh, Ritsuko Masato had like a college friend get married, but like he you know him saying like the words I couldn't say ten years ago was like you know supposed to be more like of a like, I love you thing, yeah. Exactly. Like, I'm sure that, like, while they're dating, they probably said, like, oh, I love you. But it's just, like, you know, like, I want to be with you or mm-hmm. this, that, not, like, oh, will you marry me? Exactly, exactly. I remember reading it and being, like, huh, that, that's a big puddle for you to jump over, huh? Mm-hmm. Because I, I was just, where, where do you get these ideas, you know? Why couldn't it just be a simple I love you? Like, it's the end of the world. Who has a time for a wedding except the couple who got married in episode like 15? I feel Western thing, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. The United States is really big and, like, you got to find that man, you got to marry that man, <laughs> yes. you got to stay with that man, or, like, whoever you're attracted to, obviously. But, you know, you're going back to freaking old school America. It's just like, yeah, oh, yeah. yes, marriage. Oh. No, totally, totally. And, and, Oh man, I just remember reading it and being kind of bummed out when, when because my thought process was like, guys, it's way simpler than that. Mm-hmm. It was just the words "I love you." Don't dig that deep into it. I don't think Misato wants to marry anyone anyway. I yeah, I don't ever see her being the married type, to be honest. And like you see in this show, how important 
like those simple words of affection are hearing like mm-hmm. I love you I need you like it's it's just supposed to be that simplified thing not like oh my god mailage <laughs> exactly okay what, what what you got in the on the list that we're using let's see I'm currently looking at um Asuka and Shinji attempting suicide that was near the end of of, uh, the anime and like because I I I, you know I personally did kind of saw them maybe trying to do that like Asuka in that rustic bath and Mm -hmm. the fact that like her clothes are neatly folded and like she's literally lost the will to live yes I, I, I didn't assume it's like, oh, yeah, suicide. Like, I guess maybe the specifics, like, oh, she cut herself in the bathtub. But I assume, like, she was definitely at the lowest point and has lost the will to live. And yeah. I know a lot of people talk about, like, the opening scene at End of Ava when Shinji is at the lake where he met Karu and that his, like, hair and his clothes are wet. But I remember where, reading something saying, like, they dismissed that. Like, he was just swimming or something. I, I can definitely see it as, again, they have just both reached their lowest point, mm-hmm. and this is a representation for it, but I don't know if it's them blatantly trying to, like, pull the trigger. Uh, so I find it's interesting that's in this list. I, I did, I always did understand that Asuka did try to commit suicide, mm-hmm. when, because we find her not only with, you know, the clothes folded in an abandoned house and a rusty bathtub, like, the water where she's in is red. We don't see her wrist, and she looks like she hasn't eaten in days. Yeah, she looks very, like, sickly thin, which could yes. also be from blood loss. hmm They may have just been, you know, gently um, represent, representing suicide, because I'm sure back then they really couldn't show any int- anything that intense. The fact that, and even that, the image that they do show is very, like, it's, it's very harsh. It's very shocking. I remember the first time I watched it, I, like, I felt something in my soul, like, <gasps> like, I didn't expect it, you know? Yeah, no, you don't expect it either. You had this person who was just so strong, and, like, you're seeing them literally at the lowest point. They, like, can't pilot their Ava, which is literally their livelihood, Mm -hmm. and, like, they just got all of these horrible traumatic memories just resurfaced, and she feels alone. She's isolated, essentially, because she doesn't, just like Shinji, she doesn't know how to, like, ask for help or find help in others. It doesn't help with the fact that um, the episode before, like, the one where uh, her mental breakdown happens, Mm -hmm. she, uh, she watches she th- nobody comes to rescue her no and then she has to watch people coming to raise rescue and it's just that feeling of comparison making her feel like lesser yeah this this puppet this doll is more important than me mm-hmm. and it's just oh my god that's like they again like it's such a heartbreaking scene but like it's so powerful that i don't understand why that specifically is in the on this list because to me that's very blatant now shinji and the lake one is the one that i hadn't thought about yeah that one is a bit more i i could see a bit more vague because it's literally a split second before mm-hmm. they go into the hospital scene but like you know i don't see this as like a conspiracy or a crack theory it's just like this is like very strong representation yeah i suppose Okay, let's see. Let, let, let's take another whack at this. 
Oh, I remember reading somewhere that both the end of Ava ending and the series ending are both happening at the same time. I Yeah, I honestly, reading that theory is like what put my mind into ease when trying to understand Evangelion. And if I try to explain it to like people, like it's just like try to see it as this and it kind of makes it look a little less complicated where... Um, you know, we have one side of instrumentality and then the other side of instrumentality. Yeah, com- I completely agree because the I, I mean, I think the reason people have a hard time with this one is just because the tones are so wildly different one from mm-hmm. another. Like mm-hmm. 25 and 26 are hopeful. They're nice. They're very introspective. And the yeah. way is everyone is awful. So maybe we should everyone all just die. <laughs> Uh, and I think another interesting thing is, like, if you look at the end of the, uh, the anime, you see uh, instrumentality for Asuka and Masato and Rei, yes. while in the end of Ava, it's pretty much all focused on Shinji, which is okay, but it's, like, that definitely, I, I feel, I don't know if, say, if it's, like, two different timelines or just two different endings you pick, but I definitely do see them coexist in some way or another. And I accept them both as canon endings. So do I. So do I, honestly. It's the only way my mind knows peace. (laughs) Exactly. It really is, like, the only peace of mind I feel like we get with this series. (laughs) You know what's a really wacky, wacky conspiracy that I I had never thought of? Hmm. Uh, I remember reading somewhere people being like, oh, the soul in Ava Unit Zero, like, the prototype, is Naoko's soul, and I'm like, that makes it makes no, no sense. sense. Like, I, I understand like reaching to try to make sense because unit one really is an enigma, but mm-hmm. there's no connection at all. And, like, uh, I have always understood that unit uh, oh, unit zero, the prototype, I've always understood that it does not have a soul because it's a prototype. Yeah, I, I kind of understood that as well. I may have said Unit 1 on accident. I'm, I, if I, I'm in the thing and I'm referring to Unit that's, 0. That's fine. <laughs> the prototype, the prototype. Um, I honestly ever thought it could have been that, or maybe it's just like a, a, a Ray clone in a way, or I know some yeah. people talk about Baby Ray. It could be her soul. That, because that it can't produce sense, an honestly. 18 yield. Mm-hmm. I always assume it was another part of Lilith. In some shape or form. All of these would make way more sense than Naoko being the one in there. Because to me, Naoko is the Magi. Yeah. Um, I never, and, and that's on here as well, about it's her soul or her her brain is in the Magi. And I, I never thought of, like, her physically being there. But no, other than, neither. Like, but if she's a, this is a powerful system, and she's a powerful scientist, that she was able to make some, like, three AIs to represent these so well. Exactly. And I think, I think it's just because Ritsko refers to it, and that's, like, that's the only connection she really has with her mom now, is the Magi system. And a pack that, like, when, the, so the episode where they, it's, that's all about the Magi, and, like, they're inside of them, and Ritsko's working on it. Yeah. That's one of my favorite too. First off, Ritsko looks so fucking good. She always does. Queen. And it's just fascinating seeing the technology of Evangelion. But I've never seen it as Nanako being 
like a physical piece of her being there, like how Yui is with Ava Unit One. Like Yui isn't Ava Unit One. She's controlling it. Like she's the soul of it, but she is not the mechanical bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree because um First of all, I love the wacky sci-fi that Evangelion has going on where we miss mm-hmm. where we mix science fiction and fantasy however the hell we want because mm-hmm. technologically like scientifically it makes no sense that these giant ass robots have the souls of their mothers inside of them. And the fact that like they're also semi-organic, like how cr- like cr- thinking that about how the Evangelions exist and that they are essentially these giant humanoid creatures that are being restrained like that brief mention in the beast episode it's mm-hmm. like I want I need more information on that I need like the Evangelion lore on that because it is so interesting that this is a, a giant humanoid fleshy bleedy organ like creature but it's like how is it sustained mm-hmm. no <laughs> get into that those meat and bones and the great or terrible, depending on how you look at it, thing about this show is that we never really get a full answer. Exactly. It's whatever you want, baby. This is a, this is a free zone. Mm-hmm. And Ava loves, re- like, putting representations. Going back to, to Nako and the Magi, I think, like, a lot of people just need very literal explanations, which I completely understand. But, like, this show loves representation. And, like, you definitely see this with, um, in two instances with Nako, is, um, when she kills herself, she lands on the Magi that represents her as a mother, which makes mm-hmm. perfect sense. She just killed a child. And then going back to when Ritsuko's trying to blow everyone up, uh, you know, the the Magi that stops the self-destruct is the one that represents her as a woman. Yeah. And it shows her lover. <laughs> the Naoko episode I did with uh, my friend Russell is one of my favorite episodes that I've ever done. Yeah. So people need to go watch it because I, I I want to right now. Because <laughs> people need people need to go hear it. It's one of my favorites I've done so far. Because the reason it's one of my favorite, it's because you you think that you're not gonna get a lot of material out of a character who appeared once and only is mentioned very, very briefly. And yet we we went hardcore talking about like Naoko and her relationship to Ritsuko, her relationship to Gendo, how it manifested the Magi, all that jazz. And yet in all that, I hadn't noticed that her body, like when she kills herself, she lands on their mother part of Magi. So that's just a whole other layer. Like I love, I love looking for those tiny bits of de- uh, details in Ava because it's just, oh, I love little things. I love little details in it makes it, it works of art. I completely understand. It makes it so much like ah, uh, it makes you feel like a detective. Like ooh, I, I it's see. satisfying too. It's like every answer it. you find is so satisfying. Okay, I'm looking through the list. There's a couple of them. They're like ah, it's fine. Like there's one that just says um, Ray and Kaoru are albinos. I don't even know what to say about that. I don't. Oh. Think- so That's there's so unnecessary. N- there's, there's, it adds nothing. Exactly. It, it, it's the just, conversation. Just like making theories, maybe. There must have been a dead period where people did not know what to do. And it's like, all right, white, pale skin, light colored hair, red eyes, boom, they're all bino. Yep, because that's how it works. I mean, 
it's not like it's, it's not like people it's not like anime itself has a like restrictive like oh how many people can have hair colored this way or like, right. come on we always know who the main character is because they have like like look at every Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> oh season you know who that main character is because they're yes. crazy ass hair exactly so I people are just reaching with that uh Oh, the manga spin-offs and or video games are canon or complementary to the series. Oh. Okay. I don't know if anyone else watched like a 40 something minute video I think Crunchyroll did on their yes, YouTube channel. I love that. I just love the <laughs> stupid shit that exists that has Ava's branding on it. It's so good. It's insane because uh, like whoever hasn't seen it, like type it up real quick. Crunchyroll Evangelion. It's probably one of the first things that's gonna come up. Mm-hmm. A, a like a really handsome dude sits down, and oh, he's yes. and he's like, I'm gonna explain to you guys how every single piece of merchandise is all connected to the same timeline. And I'm like, what? And I, I sat there and I I have watched that video multiple times. Sometimes I, I have it in the background. Sometimes I have it in the background as I do other things. It's just like, you see, those are my favorite kind of videos is when someone has so much information to put to piece together and it it's just, and then they do it well. Like, that's so good. It's just so entertaining. My favorite thing about that video is that he does it well, but he also, he isn't taking himself that seriously either. Yeah. He's, He's like, like He's like, yeah, you guys, in this universe, like, I guess they're detectives. I don't know. Anyway, next one. Yes, or like, oh, yes, they have these weapons that they can manifest. Ah, oh, Ray with a scythe. Okay, kind of makes sense. Asuka whip. Hmm. Shinji has a gun. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I need to read this. Why does Shinji have a gun? But ch- check that video out if, if you guys haven't. Uh, even if you find it ridiculous, you're gonna have a good time because uh, Most, the yes, the person who who talks about it is so animated about what he's saying. He, like he really does believe that he's cracking the code, you know. I oh my god, I want to rewatch that now, honestly, because <laughs> like it's just such a good video. But yeah, like I and I I see this a lot with the two games, especially Evangelion Two. Uh, that came out, I think it was, like, on the PlayStation, because they have, like, a weird classified information section that goes into deeper levels, where it's, like, this is what the public knows, this is what Nerve knows, this is what, like, Sele knows, essentially, like, the deeper uh, the cases go, and I find that interesting, but I never see those within the anime canon, I always kind of hold them in, like, like, the, the, the off to the side of interesting information because like you have to take this kind of loosely because the rebuilds don't directly like fit the uh series the manga doesn't even completely like the manga was finished in like 2012 (laughs) while the anime finished in 1996 okay there's like even the manga has a different ending yeah it's 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 fascinating but i don't ever see it as like canon canon i have my own little uh, theory but it's not even really a theory. It's just something that I've been playing around with in my head for a while. And I might sit down and write a full, like, full-length essay about it. But I, I honestly think that the reason... I honestly think Anno is a perfect example. And he's also a perfect counterexample to what exactly the auteur theory is. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you're familiar with the 
uh, to her theory, but basically it's just, you know, the director is the most important part of any piece of media ever. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're talking about a director who not only has two different endings for his product, but is currently f- working on a third one regarding the exactly. rebuilds. And so, like people change, and like you know what he thought was cool back in 1996 doesn't mean he thinks is cool now. Yeah, I, I know. One day I might dedicate an episode just to Anno because. As a he's person, a person. He's, he's fascinating. Uh, I'm not saying he's good. I'm not saying he's bad. He is just very interesting to study as a, like, as a subject. Yeah, and honestly, even just stating that Anno could change the Ava lore as he pleases just, like, blew my, I just blew my own mind because I never really, like, processed in my head before until it came out of my mouth. It's like, oh my god, Anno is literally, literally could, ru- could just ruin everything, and it's like, yep. please be responsible for your creation that I love. Personally, but it's um, like, oh, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, I was just gonna say, like, even though, like, you know, he's the director, and he, like, put the groundwork together, it's not like, you know, animators could have added their own little thing here and there, like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe, like, this f- certain item in the background that, like, I don't know. They could have done anything to shape it. They could have put, like, a fucking pregnancy test in, like, Ray's apartment for no reason, you know? Like, yeah. any background, like, nonsense when making this this animation just to do it. There's also a team of writers like involved, you know? Like, again, media is a collaborative process. Even if there is someone who has, like, a vision behind it, there is a team of animators. There is a mm-hmm. team of writers. There are various teams. There are a team of voice actors who might just randomly ad lib a line you know yeah just because it flows better or lip syncs better but it's not you know i believe like even in the uh, original dub of even the end of evangelion um when masato's explaining to shinji um whatever she is like dragging him along after like finding him like he she the the voice actor actually mispronounced or misspoke a line it's something about like lilith and adam coming from each other or like this and that it was literally a very easy misspoken line but mm-hmm. it could completely throw something out the window yeah i think because you know what i think it just boils down to and this is gonna sound very harsh for hardcore lore fans but at the end of the day the lore in this show does not matter it's pretty subjective like, no it is subjective where this, you're is, going. this is just my <laughs> personal opinion of course but i say it because the show abandons the lore in episode 25 and 26 and exclusively focuses on the characters. Exactly. Which like, to me is like the center, the core of the show. Mm-hmm. You don't even like understand like what the Dead Sea Scrolls are mm-hmm. or like the really deep lore of like Adam, Lilith, the moon being underneath Nur's vase, like what, where, where Lilith came from. Like you don't really get that unless you were like really looking between the lines, mm-hmm. reading the manga or reading the wiki, like what I did to try to understand like what all was coming down with like what happened on the second impact, this, exactly. that, the other. When I finished the series and I finished the show and I finished the movies and I finished the rebuilds and I still craved more content, it was straight into the wiki and the different fan forums and the fan mm-hmm. pages and all that jazz. And, you know, I found out all of this extra information about the first impact exactly. killing the dinosaurs or whatever, and the second, and the, th- and the moon and the stars in the sky and whatever. 
and, exactly. and I'm like, and I'm like, where do people keep getting this information? Because the show doesn't give it to you. Yeah. Who who keeps adding this? <laughs> <laughs> the show doesn't give you this information. But I'm pretty sure it has to do with all of those secret files in the video games and maybe a little bit of this in the manga and a little bit of that in the movie and all of that, like every conglomeration of everything. Because For example, when I was doing a little bit of research for this episode and I was like, huh, let me see if in the show there are any conspiracy theories to search, for example. Most of the ones that I could come up with were like all of the times that Kaji made nerve like self-sabotage and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, but I do think that maybe the biggest conspiracy, one of the biggest conspiracy theories in the show is that the Marduk Institute doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. It's a front Uh, made by the government, I think, or by Nerve itself. I don't remember. But again, all of this is information that the show does not give you. The show just yeah. tells you, the show just tells you, like, ah, oh, the Marduk Institute is, Institute is fake. But that's it. That's all you get. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to get in all the, the who's, what's, or why's. And I think what, uh, and I, I think on again, what's nice about, like, like the video games or the manga or this, that, the other, is just that it gives you just more to, to learn from and mm -hmm. to consider. And, like, that's why everyone loves Evangelion, too, because it has those classified information, and it's, like, fun to find more information, especially because the West never got this game, so we're getting, like, it's from people translating, and it's just, like, it's, like, you have that cork board with all the red string, essentially, and you're yes. just keeping it together, but you don't want to take it too seriously, because, like, a good example, I, I pretty certain it's in, it is in Evangelion 2, but there's a route where, uh, few, I'm gonna. No, I'm not gonna say his name. Fiyuski. I know where you're going. I know where you're going. Yeah, the and old I hate man it. has Shinji dress up as Yui because he uh, literally looks like Yui. Are you gonna take that as canon? Yo, of yep. Shinji in a maid outfit looking like Yui. I I remember hearing about that and just being like, oh no, that's mm -hmm. terrible. Or the game that the dating game that came out where it added like. Uh, a fourth character who just has like pinky purple hair and looks kind of like Ray and Yui. Oh, I didn't even make the connection that she looks like Ray and Yui. Oh my god. Oh, anyone with short hair, I feel like they're just like, ah, oh, yes, let's bring a little bit of Yui. It's just like, like in that mixing bowl, you're adding like, ah, oh, yes, two drops of Yui. Perfect. They just needed to make Shinji like get another girlfriend so they can like they can clearly supplant the not gay. There's so much dating. Like I get it. Like the Masato, the Ray, the Asuka, like the potential stuff that could happen. I don't know why Masato is exactly there because she's an adult. But like I also get it because like she's a very sexual person. I digress. But like they just really even back in the day they really like making dating games with Shinji and it's like Shinji needs to learn to love himself before he can love <laughs> others guys. Exactly, like stop putting exactly. stress on onto my son. And please don't put him in a maid outfit. I, I don't, I don't yes. want that. No he's a he's such a good noodle. He tries his best. Don't put him in a maid outfit. He don't deserve that. Today uh, on Twitter, now that you said uh, Evangelion, like Evangelion 2, uh, Twitter user Lily Maja, Maja I, I might have mispronounced that. I'm sorry if you're listening. Uh, they told me about one of the endings in that game that focuses on Ritsuko. And basically, it's just Ritsuko is jealous that Gendo spends so much time with Rei, so she starts flirting with other men, and, Re and Gendo does get jealous. And I'm like, oh, bullshit. Who, 
who wrote that? Gendo would never get jealous. He's too much of an asshole. First of all, Gendo would never get jealous because he's an asshole, like you said, and speak on it. But second, if anything, if anything, Ritsuko would not get jealous and seduce other men. Ritsuko would just chain smoke. And punch him. And (laughs) just smoking and smoking and smoking and smoking and like wallowing in her own self-depression and smoking. But that's Maybe it. Maybe get another cat. Maybe get another cat. Maybe sleep with Maya to try to forget about it, but that's just... Oh my god, yeah. I wish, I really wish there was a little bit more, like, we could get a little bit more of Maya and Ritsuko, because, like, you see Hell the yes. admiration. Hell yeah. But, yes. like, that whole moment is just like, oh. I love, I love Ritsumaya. I that, stand oh, Ritsumaya. I don't know if this goes in with like a conspiracy or crack theories, but mm-hmm. the theory that what Gendo said to Ritsuko was I needed you because that's, or I need you because that's what he typed. Oh yeah. I, I really love that one because it just, it, to me, it's just like that, her like looking up and like liar and like, again, the whole theme of like these important words to hear. Mm-hmm. Oh, love me some of that. I do, I had heard of that theory. Uh, I hadn't put much thought into it simply because I don't think, like, I don't like Gendo as a character, but I do find him interesting. Yes. I don't. Literally that. He is not a good. He's not good, a good dude, my, he's my not guys. He's a good person. He's a good character in the sense that, like, what he is portrayed to us, he does exactly what he's supposed to do, mm-hmm. but he is not a good noodle. Exactly. So, uh, when I read that theory, I was like, okay, that makes sense because he would try to manipulate her at this point. At the very end of Hell Yeah. He would do that. And honestly, I think the thing that makes it like cherry on top is Ritsuko knowing that it's a lie. Like, mm-hmm. No, liar. And mm-hmm. then she gets shot, which is very sad times for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see, let's see. What what else is worth in this list? There's a bunch of them where I'm just, like, shrugging them off because it's like, uh. Yeah, like, little things like, oh, the spear is a holy relic that just somehow got big. Or okay. Adam and Lilith have, like, a fist fight <laughs> when they both landed. <laughs> like, that'd be interesting to see, I'm sure, but, hmm. This looks like this looks like a like a kaiju thing. Like, oh, these two I know, right? big beings just duking it out. I feel like I had, I had one I was gonna mention, and then I got excited about Ritsuko, and it just left my oh, brain. I'm sorry, Ritsuko does that. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. That happens sometimes. I am always going to be fascinated by this fandom's dedication to inspecting every little thing. I'm glad they do it so I don't have to. <laughs> yeah, That's a I lot just, of work. I just read up on what they have, like, oh, yeah, this. Mm-hmm. I always try to make sure I never take credit for anything because, you know, there is so much work that has come before me. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm yeah. just like, you guys, I read this. I don't remember who it is, but it's not mine. So anyway, mm-hmm. and just talk about it. Yeah, now, a lot of my favorite theories lately is just listening to, like, philosophy that's brought into it. So there was a YouTuber who, he, he like, completely deleted his stuff off the internet, which is so sad when um, someone who makes wonderful content, like, I understand leaving, but then they also just kind of, like, try to leave no trace, uh, mm-hmm. named Pseudoseph, who did a, a, quite a few, uh, like, Evangelion and philosophy, and there's some people that have it archived on the internet, 
but those are like my favorite right now to listen to is just how this relates to philosophy like the hedgehog's dilemma like uh this that and the other because i can't remember what those really fancy titles were called about like you know you obsess over like your mom or you obsess over mm-hmm. your dad and da, 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 da. those are really good fun theories and it's again like i take with like i don't ever think think of it as the canon but i love seeing like how it could relate you know that that relates a lot to why i love doing this podcast because at the end of the day ava is so open to different types of interpretation Mm -hmm. like what affects you might be different from what affects me from what affects uh anyone who's listening out there so the fact that this person that you mentioned could just make an entire content session on just ascribing the philosophies to ava Mm -hmm. fascinates me there's not a lot of media where you can just keep picking and choosing and picking and, and like bleeding Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, this show is only 26 episodes with an almost two-hour movie, if I'm not mistaken. It's One an hour. hour and 30, like, almost on the nose. Really? Oh, okay, okay. Then hour and a half film. And yet, it has endured this long. It, it just recently uh, celebrated its 25th birthday, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So... And that's, it's, it's also amazing. like a an art prompt going on for October for like Oh yeah, Ava October. I'm really mad I don't have time to participate in it because like Ava is like my life. <laughs> I but I am happy that I accidentally scheduled my my Evangelion tattoos this month. It just happened to land on the month that it's like their 25th anniversary. So it's like, haha, this is totally planned. Yes, I'll I'll uh, link to it when I put the link to the episode. Uh, so everyone can see your beautiful tattoos because they are beautiful. If they were, it's, so, it's, it's no big deal. I literally went in like if I have it's like I want it, I want at least one tattoo in my life, and it's like I want to do Evangelion because it has such like a meaningful connection in my heart. And now I'm trying to make a cat a sleeve out of it because <laughs> that's how far I want to obsess. You deserve it. <laughs> I am here to tell you, go for it. <laughs> uh, have you seen? Um, the song that was supposedly supposed to repl- be where comes thus or taught is in the end of Ava. Uh, the one where it's like uh, something about dreaming. I don't remember the full title. Oh gosh, it's something. It's basically like a whole like song thick of Asuka and Shinji. Yeah, I, I think I had heard it. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Keep, it's keep talking YouTube. about. Keep talking about it while I look for it. Yeah, no, uh, it's just like um, if. You can look it up on, uh, I believe, Ava Wiki, and it will have the, like, original translation and then essentially the westernized version where it's made into a proper song. Everything You've Ever Dreamed. Yes, I believe it's that. And it's just, like, like, I feel like Come Sister Todd is the best thing that they chose for it because it just works with what's happening in the end of Ava. But here in that song too, it's just so interesting because it's supposed to focus more on like Shinji and Asuka and it talks about how like all they do is hurt each other or it's like this girl, like, you know, you like this girl, but like she hurts you or you hurt her and this, that, and the other. And it it was supposed to play literally after the strangling scene. So it's just like, this is so fascinating that it was supposed to be here. It was released on a, I believe like a anniversary soundtrack. But, you know, so it's never actually played in the series. But basically, uh, Thanos kind of, like, replaced 
the representation of what happened with, you know, Asuka, because it plays right after the slaughter. And then, you know, Kamsa Todd just really fits with, you know, everyone losing their AT fields and becoming LCL again. Yeah. But I was, I know a lot of people don't hear about it, so I wanted to bring it up. It doesn't yeah, really, I'm glad you did. Theory, but it, it's cool to listen to because this is what was originally planned. And it makes you think like, what things have changed because there's so many possibilities where people talked about the original scripts of like Shinji making gray markers and that's what those poles represent and mm-hmm. like why Masato's uh, cross. cross is there or the cross was there for years and like Shinji was alone for years because of the rust that came from the nail or this mm-hmm. and that like all these little details trying to like explain the passage of time it's like oh lord don't think about that it hurt your head it, it is a lot to think about, but I do agree with you that uh, Kung Suzer Todd is the best choice overall. Mm-hmm. Because Kung Suzer Todd brings it for full circle, I understand, because yeah. it's for everyone, you know, every single little character. Yeah, everyone that's getting Tang. turned into LCL, into, into the Tang. I love that. Uh, that's my favorite thing <laughs> to like to explain to people. It's like, oh, it's Tang. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's perfect. I remember, I remember hearing "Come uh, Suzer Todd" for the first time, and just feeling like this chill go through my body because mm-hmm. it was like, "Wow!" Because I, yeah, of course, I've heard dark songs before that have like a cheery tone, but this this is one of the few times where it has visuals to back it up. Yes, those visuals, like like when I watched it, and I was just like, well, "This is so depressing." I am very sad, but like. I love listening to that song every once in a while. Same. It's so, so pretty. Sometimes I see the entire instrumentality scene on YouTube because, like, it's horrible. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But there's something cathartic about it. It's kind of beautiful. Honestly, yeah. I really enjoy rewatching the whole interaction of Asuka and Shinji before that song comes on, or even if it can play into that. Because, again, like, I love stories that are really intense and mm-hmm. voice actors. Uh, handle intense lines and that was just like it's like the ch- like freaking cherry on the the top of the ice cream for me really i i i 110 percent agree honestly because at the end of the day to me at least to me again to me <laughs> stories are supposed to make you feel something you know and the magical thing about ava is that it makes me feel a whole bunch of different things Mm-hmm. And in and I feel like the instrumentality scene is one of those things where I'm feeling a whole bunch of different things at the same time. It's cathartic. It's horrifying. It's kind of beautiful in a way. It has one of if the I love when everything starts blending together like the colors, mm-hmm. and we have oh, yeah. and we have the drawings that are like lineless. They're all they're all they're only yeah. colors. Oh, I adore so beautiful. that. I adore it is that. Absolutely beautiful. Oh my god! I literally watched this movie Sunday, and I already want to rewatch it just because you're describing it. <laughs> like, End of Ava um, is has made it somehow into being one of my favorite films of all time, which is mm-hmm. big because like I do love film, and I like it's one of my study areas. But there, there's just something really magical about it because. It's the conglomeration of all of these characters. It's the death of, of all of these characters that you've come to know and love throughout the previous 26 episodes. 
and you feel sad for them you do but yeah you also want to keep like watching to see what exactly happens because you as a viewer now know well at least you have an idea of what instrumentality is Mm-hmm. so now you're like okay so where is this going and when the movie goes into that second part of you know being completely instrumentality and we're mostly in Shinji's head it kind of dissolves into this beautiful mess of chaotic energy mm-hmm. where at one moment we're at one moment we're sad and one moment we're angry like there's rage here there there's a chaotic feeling over here there's sadness over there self-pitying blah 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 all that jazz and i do think it's because a lot of us do see aspects of ourselves oh definitely in evangelion it doesn't even matter which character you're pivoting towards you you will find something there for you mm-hmm. unless you're my boyfriend who's like ah oh, i liked it but it wasn't narratively satisfying for me and i'm like shut up like <laughs> <laughs> It's not about the narrative, okay? I have so many people. It's like, I started, but, like, Shinji's just too whiny. And it's like, listen, oh, my, anything that's, like, Shinji's a pussy. I will fight you. I will physically fight you if you tell me that Shinji is a puss character and he's a wimp and he should get over it. Like, he has dealt through so much trauma. He has every right to be upset and to be sad. I'm not saying he's perfect and he's done mistakes, but like he has every right to be scared about trying to keep the world safe in this giant fuck off robot and threatening like his own life. You know, to, to bring it back to conspiracies, but also tie it to what you're saying. I think this is the reason why a lot of people do take it for a fact that end of Ava is like a fuck you from Anno to the fans because a lot of people like shit on Shinji and don't like him because X or Y reason. But all of the reasons they always give are most of the time, most of the time, of course, uh, not always, but mo- uh, they're very superficial. Oh, he doesn't want to get in the robot. He doesn't want to kiss the sexy girl. I would have kissed the sexy girl and I would have gone into the robot. Like, it's not about you, my dude. Narrative is different you can't expect characters to act the quote-unquote the way you would act exactly characters have a life of their own yeah and people get so pissed off that like shinji didn't help asuka and it's like like first off like he's he's really just ready to just die like he just had to kill karu like if we're going in the timeline he just killed the only person that showed him like almost the entire time of their interactions positive and caring Mm -hmm. and he just had to kill him and now he's like you know hella depressed the world's on fire and then by the time he gets to his ava it's all covered in that red goop that to his knowledge there's no way nothing he can do when people say like oh he didn't help asuka like my dudes he can barely help himself exactly man he's not gonna be any use to asuka at the catatonic state that he's in for other people all of the time, man. Mm-hmm. Just can't be. Going with, um, continuing talking about End of Ava, uh, I think it's a good spinoff, or not spinoff, but like sidestep, to where people talk about like both Rei, Kairu, and you see like Karu and uh, Mari, especially in the rebuilds, mm-hmm. about how like time travel. But like, you know, in the series, you start out with Quantum Ray. And you end with Quantum Ray. Yeah. I find that fantasy because Ray is like a very strange enigma. And I think it is because, like, you know, 
I don't want to say like Lilith is God, but you know, she's, she's, has reached this, she's ascended into this very powerful being finally. I, I remember reading an essay by Q Masato that was something along the lines of, um, you know, race tragedy is that she becomes a goddess. Uh-huh. And I remember finding that very interesting because I hadn't thought about it because, you know, I don't think a lot of, uh, about a lot of things. Uh, but how the characters in Ava are all thriving towards this unspecific goal, how Yui gave up her life for this unspecific goal. And when Ray reaches it, it kind of just ends up being a whole pile of nothing because it, yeah. people recede into nothing. Becoming a conglomeration strips people of their individuality. And that's kind of what she was walking away from mm -hmm. before she blew up was, uh, like, you know, and even, even in the end of Aving, she literally tells Gendo's like, oh, I was like, I will not be your puppet. Exactly. Exactly. And like, she goes to help Shinji because like, this is a person that's seen her as an individual person and has shown her kindness. And then she becomes like, even as people are returning, she's, she's not, she's not coming back. Mm -hmm. She's. Just, and that, and that is really tragic. Yeah. It's, 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 it's this person who was defined by their quote-unquote usefulness mm -hmm. to other people. When she finally makes a decision for herself, she loses. She doesn't come back. Even if everyone in the world comes back from instrumentality, there is no coming back for, for She Ray. lost her individualness because she's not coming back, essentially. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really depressing. And... You know, she's also just like this unexplained, you know, again, like once she's ascended, she is this unexplained power, just like how Karu and, uh, is for the rebuilds because like he was in a casket in the moon, which that's really fucking weird. And then like, and then, they talking never explain. And then they talk about like a brief moment for a timeline. And the reason Mari is mentioned is because, um, there was a bonus, chapter in the manga where you see uh young yui and gendo when they were like students and mari was there yeah and russell told me about it when mm -hmm. like when because essentially mari yeah. has a crush on yui which is so cute and also it just mari's always seemed to be like leaning for the girly girls yeah. or not girly girls but just leaning for girls in general <laughs> especially how much he flirts with asuka in the third movie yeah but it's just like that's another fan theory like uh, I just remember that someone has, like, a, a fan theory of, like, w this fan theory I do not get, which is something along the lines of, like, Mari is Asuka and Shinji's daughter from the future, and I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, oh my god, there's so many of those, or, like, um, just being, like, an or being Yui, or not being Yui, but being part of Yui, this, that, and the other, like, Mari is also a very interesting character because we don't know shit about her mm -hmm. at yeah. least i don't think we're gonna ever honestly get clear answers in the the, the final not. movie probably not oh that that's another conspiracy that we can just talk about how the other a couple of days ago i don't remember how how long but i remember people on the timeline being like you guys obviously the fourth rebuilt film is not gonna be four hours long <laughs> Oh, yeah, I heard someone say, like, with all the information we've been given, the fourth movie's totally gonna be six hours, and it's like, oh my God. they didn't tell us shit in the original. They're not gonna tell us shit in the rebuilds. 
if anything, the rebuilds are going to end with more questions than answers. Oh, definitely. I hope there's one answer because I do find the like uh, another timeline or alternate or repeating timeline. I find that interesting with the comparisons about like the blood splatter on the moon, um, the uh, Red Sea in the beginning, which is somewhat explained because they, they explain like the second impacts what did all that. And it's just, it's interesting. I definitely just see it as Anno just adding more to his creation mm -hmm. and just making it, just taking another chance with it, I guess, and, yeah. like, seeing what he can do. But, again, like, if, honestly, there was a six-hour Ava movie, I would sit down and watch it because it's, like, give me my serotonin because <laughs> I love this series so much. It's amazing that Adol had to come out and be like, no, the movie's not going to be six hours long because that's the depth to which people believed it. Yeah. We're, we're so accustomed to digging for things. He's like, oh God, we need to bite this one in the butt. <laughs> because when I come out with a movie that's like maybe, maybe two hours long, people will be like, oh, you left things out. We need yeah. to release the Anno cut. You lied to us, even though we are the one who created the lie in the first place. Exactly oh man oh, I cannot imagine the amount of stress that Anno and his team must be under I know this was supposed to be like the rebounds were supposed to come out in a couple of years I think like 2000 like what 14 or so was supposed to be when all four movies were supposed to be out and done with and it's like hmm ha see how that went if I'm not mistaken the last one supposedly was was supposed to come out supposedly supposed i'm so stupid uh, <laughs> i'm sorry my spanish uh <laughs> the fourth one was supposedly come out coming out this year yeah it was supposed to come out in june and i was so excited because i was like "Ooh, there's a, a convention i like to go to and it's like oh this is i'm gonna finally cosplay as asuka because this i'm gonna have this tattoo like, I was going to have Asuka on my leg by June, and then it's like, nope, it's happening next year. It's like, oh, okay, I get to save some money. Okay, sure, it's happening next year. Uh-huh, I'll believe we'll it when I see day. it. One day. And, like, seeing the preview, it's just, I'm already like, oh, God, I don't know what's going to happen. But, damn, these cat-eared helmets are cute. Yeah, those cat-eared helmets are adorable. The fact that Ritsuko is in one of those suits, I was like, oh! Wife. <laughs> I love her with that haircut, by the way. Yes, it, like, it works. Yes, yes, lean into the lesbian aesthetic. Lean into it, Ritsuko. And I, it's going to be interesting how we see both um, how Masato and Ritsuko, I don't think they're going to be focused on, honestly, at all no. in the last movie. No. But it's like, Ritsuko, to our knowledge, isn't being uh, used and essentially manipulated and abused by Gendo in the rebuilds. And, like, we don't have any of this, like, uh, deep triple agent stuff so far with Kaji and like mm -hmm. his relationship with Osato it's just like it's sad we're not going to probably see that but it's like you know at least Ritsuko isn't being hopefully not being treated like shit in this timeline yeah if anything maybe she's just doing this like a for survival and b because you know Misato's her friend and, first yeah and, and she's fighting back against Gendo because uh -huh. her entire group is against uh whatever the crap like uh, I think they're still calling it Nerve in the, like, time jump. Yeah, the, in the time jump, Gendo is still, quote-unquote, at Nerve with the Ray clone and Kaoru. Mm -hmm. 
uh, and Misato and Ritsuko have a while E or Willy. That's I don't right. know. It's Willy. Oh my Willie god. Willy or Wiley. I don't know how people mention it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Thank you. It's been a hot minute since I've seen the rebuilds. Um, but yeah, that's going to be really interesting. But it's like, ah, I want to know where my like OG three nerf babes are of uh, Maya and Huga and Guitar Man, whose name's escaping me. Aoba. Aoba. Like, I want to know where they're at because I don't believe that they were in that like team piloting the freaking air Ava airship. They are. They are all they are. They are. I remember because like. Huga kind of looks the same. Aoba has a goatee going on. Oh, of course he would. <laughs> and uh, Maya, Maya's like 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 a hot captain now. She has she's like angry and she has like a cap on. It's great. I love it. My queer girl heart loves it. Uh, <laughs> I gotta look at this. Oh, I do love uh, uh, Toji's sister. Like I'm glad oh, that she's good at, yeah. She's also, I'm glad cute. that uh, uh, Toji's like alive to our knowledge in I this cannot. version. Wait. Well, he was alive in the in the anime, anime, but I'm pretty like certain it's been like confirmed in an interview with Ano that he's like, yeah, Tochi was supposed to die, but we weren't allowed to kill kids. Yeah, uh, uh, in the in the rebuilds, oh, I there think there I think there's a there's a quote from Anna going on that we're gonna see like Toji and maybe Kensuke and Hikari as adults. And oh. I cannot like if that is true. I can't wait for that. Like that would be so nice. Toji, come on, Toji, pull through, pull through. I love you, man. Yeah. Um, you cutie pie. I, 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 just to get you like unhooked for reading uh, Angelic Days. Uh, both Toji and Kins, uh, Kinsei gets to be Ava pilots, and they actually do fight. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, they actually do get to be, like, little Ava pilots, and, like, his relationship um, with um, Hikari? Hikari is just so cute and pure. Yes, yes, I love I Hikari. She's such a sweetheart. Yes, I want more of that. I want more Toji Hikari content. They are cute, it's, and they deserve to hold hands and share ice yes, cream. Yes, he needs that. He needs that lunch that she made. Yes. I believe there's a theory about how everyone in Shinji's class is motherless. Because Ken, uh, Kensei uh, d- did confirm that he uh, did not have, his mom died, that his mom. Yeah, he, he basically just says, I don't have a mom. Yeah, so, but we don't know about, like, Hikari or Toji, but I know, I remember reading a theory that his, in, because I think they mentioned, like, anyone in his class could be Ava pilot, just why Toji became one. Yeah. And a lot of people are thinking maybe it's because of, like, their motherless, because how was Toji piloting? Uh, I believe it was Ava Unit 6. I think so. I don't think it was 5. It wasn't 5? I think it was either, I think it was 6. I'll look this up in a hot minute. Um, but, like, I want to know about how he was piloting and, like, what was his um, experiences. Can't, like, to my knowledge, like, Ava's recreating an AT field because they have, like, that mother's soul. Mm-hmm. So it's like... But, but again, it's one of those things where we can just speculate. Yeah. <laughs> because the show doesn't give you no, they'll clear never tell answers. You. They will never tell us. Um, okay, so I think I think that's a good way to wrap this up, right? Yeah, sure. Unless you have anything else you want to bring up to the table, which I'm all for it. Uh, I can't really, like, think of me. Honestly, I could prattle on for hours. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm stupid. Toji's is unit three. 
Oh, wow. You know what? I was really jumping for those high numbers. You know what, Bailey? We're stupid because I also thought it was in the high numbers. Yeah, no. It just goes to unit four and then it goes into the mass units and then like any other unit was just like art, flare, this, that, the other. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. (laughs) So that about wraps it up. Thank you so much for joining me, Bailey. It was great to have you. You're you're wonderful to talk to. This feels very natural. Oh, thank you. Well, if you ever want me back to talk about Ava, I will gladly do it. It's yes, I'm glad I have your approval now. <laughs> that I can talk to someone who's really into it and not have to like rattle my boyfriend's ear off. I totally understand. That's actually part of the reason why I started this podcast because no one in my life likes Ava as much as I do. <laughs> I need strangers to the internet to come talk to me about this thing I'm obsessed with. Basically, and that's what the internet's good for, man. That's what yeah. fandoms are here for. Thank God for Zoom so I can do these recordings because wow. Uh, I'm I'm very glad with how this podcast has turned out. Like I don't have a big audience, but the audience I do have is very loyal. So uh-huh. I want to thank you guys for that. For anyone who's listening, uh, if this is your first time listening, please go listen to the other episodes. I swear I am kind of smart in some of them, uh, <laughs> not all of them, but some of them. Uh, do Do you have anything you would like to promote, uh, Bailey? This is your space now. Oh my goodness. Um. I don't like making things about me, but I am going to promote something because it's a Kickstarter and it's got limited time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm a graphic designer. I'm an artist. I'm an Etsy owner because I like to make art because that's just what my brain is programmed to do. Mm-hmm. And I designed a Eda bag, which Eda bags are those bags that you see conventions that have like a little clear window and people put flair of like their favorite enamel pins, button badges, lots of times so their cool. favorite characters, uh, like from animes or shows, um, anything really. And I designed a one that looks like a mushroom because I really enjoy the art and just the organic look of mushrooms and not for a drug reason. It's really hard to say like, I like mushrooms and not feel like I'm being judged, but it's like, I legit think they're the, like this most gorgeous, strange thing that is in nature. But I made a mushroom one. If you want to check it out, you can go to a uh, short person on Twitter. Uh, the O's are zeros because I made this in high school and I was just so freaking cool. But yeah, short person on Twitter. Uh, I have a link to it if you guys want to check it out or you can always go to a uh, baileysdoodles.etsy.com to check out my stuff because I like making art. Uh, I'll leave the links uh, for your shop and your Twitter when I promote this episode. I'll leave them down below. In a, oh, yeah, in a thank you. Yeah, sure. Of course, of course. Uh, so anyways, thank you so much for coming, Bailey. I'll probably ask you to come back because what I have in mind so far is that after episode 10 of the podcast, I'm going to start having repeat guests. Ooh, that'd be cool. Because, like, a lot of the people that I've talked to really love Ava, and I really like talking to them. So I'm just going to, you know, if I can keep squeezing squeezing this, I will. Because, this, honestly, like, recording this is a very good stress reliever for me. Because mm-hmm. I have a very busy work life and school oh, life. Of course. So, ah. Uh, uh, but, you know, thank you for coming so much. Thank you for taking a moment out of your time to come talk to me and nerd out. And 
for anyone out there who is still listening so far thank you thank you so much for your support thank you so much for following me on my silly rambles on twitter when i talk like when i'm high and i talk about how much i love kaji like thank you for that (laughs) (laughs) thank you for that it's my brand now like i've had a couple of people like tag me in kaji things and i'm like yes this is what i'm known for amazing oh my god you you made it i made it i'm kaji stan uh but Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for like supporting this podcast. Like I don't make money out of this podcast. I'm trying now. I'm setting up I'm setting up a Patreon and stuff just so, you know, I can hire an editor and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, this wouldn't be possible without any of you. So I just wanted to take that moment and get hashtag sentimental with you all. Oh yeah, let's get that wholesomeness in. <laughs> so again, Bailey, I'd check out Bailey stuff at, at short person. Mm-hmm. Which, as a short person, I very appreciate that very much. I'll answer the question now. I am five foot on the nose. And I know for some people it's not super short, I guess, anymore. But I was literally the smallest in my graduating class. So that's what every time I'm on Twitch or playing a game, they're just like, short person, how short are you? And it's like, I'm five foot. You can stick me in your pocket. I am five two. Ha <gasps> <laughs> I win. <gasps> Oh my god. <laughs> You're taller than me. Congratulations. Just by, by barely, barely though. <laughs> my hair is a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all for listening. Thank you, Bailey, for coming here. Remember, Bailey at short person on Twitter. And I'll see you guys for the next episode, which the poll recently came out to choose. So please go ahead and Ooh, vote for that. Work. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you guys very soon. Bye!